I want to talk about this morning the reality of the resurrection. Open your Bibles to the book of John, John chapter 20. And I, I just want to read, just want to read just, just the first couple verses here. It says, everybody got it? Now on the first day of the week, that, that the first day being Sunday. So you do know that the first day of the week is Sunday. Everybody knows that? If you didn't know, now you know. Amen. It says Mary Magdalene, Mary Magdalene, the woman who Jesus took from being a roundaway girl, changed her life. Isn't that amazing that Mary Magdalene, see, you know what? You know what? There's something about women, women who worship God. It's something about women who are, you know, they're so committed. Here it is. Jesus had 12 disciples, only one woman, two women. Amen. Some accounts give came to the came to the tomb. Where were the disciples? They had went fishing. The Bible says they came early before to the tomb while it was still what? Dark. That's why we do a sunrise service. And saw the stone already taken away from the tomb. Now, this was a hundred pound stone that had been rolled away. From the tomb. Come on, somebody. She, so she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, which is John, who Je whom Jesus loved and said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb and we do not know where they have laid him. She's in a panic. So Peter and the other disciples went forth and they were going to the tomb. The two were running together and the other disciple ran ahead faster than Peter and came to the tomb first. And stooping and looking in, he saw the linen wrappings laying there, but he did not go in. I want to talk about this morning the reality of the resurrection. The reality. Turn to your name and say the reality of the resurrection. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for uh, the praise that we have just rendered unto you, Father God. Today we're asking that you'd forgive us all of our sins. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Create in us, Lord, a clean heart and renew a right spirit in us. Lord, this is Resurrection Sunday, and we are excited to be in your presence. Lord, I'm praying for this church, that this church will be excited about what has happened, Father God, on this Sunday 2,000 years ago. We thank you now. Use me to preach your word. Stand in my body, think with my mind, speak with my voice, and use me now for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God you may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you, ushers. The reality of the resurrection. As I said earlier, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. What Satan found out on that Good Friday, <laughs> amen, and what others experienced on that Good Friday, was the reality that Jesus, who he said he was, amen, it became a reality. The Bible says that the 
The sun refused to shine on that good Friday. Jesus was in the grave three days and three nights. And there he is. He rose on Sunday morning. The lie went out that the disciples had stole his body. And saints, as a believer, I want you to understand that the reality of the resurrection, it's so important to your Christian life that it should be the highlight of your Christian journey. Because had the resurrection not happened, had they really stole Jesus' body, you and I would not be here today. As a matter of fact, we would have we would have we would have damaged our lives in our own hands. But thank God, as I said to you on Friday night, and I asked you the question, are you in good hands? And when you know that you're in good hands, you know that God is able to do just about anything that you can even imagine. Amen. He can do it. But the reality of the resurrection uh, stems from a couple things because sometimes this reality of God's, Jesus' resurrection can leave us and we can start living this Christian life not believing that Jesus did raise from the dead and that you have access to the power of God. The reality of the resurrection Amen. The first thing I want to do is, I want to first, number first point is, I want to examine the record of the resurrection. I want to examine the record. Because if you want to, if you need to understand the reality of it, you need to first understand or see, the, examine the record of the resurrection. The Bible says here in John chapter 20, it says that on this first day of the week, we find Mary Magdalene came early in the morning and it's amazing because they had been in agony for three days. Friday, Saturday, and then, you know, Sunday morning. But can you imagine following Jesus for all this time and now he's dead in the grave and, and, and listen, and we have to believe his word, but some didn't believe, some doubted, some still couldn't believe that he would rise again. But there was something about Mary Magdalene. There was something about Mary, amen, and how she came to the tomb. The record tells us that it was early, it was still dark. That's verse 1. And the Bible says that the stone had already been taken away from the tomb. Now, I want to declare to you that it was not an easy task to get to this tomb. There were a legion of soldiers sitting and guarding the elite is what they call them. They sat in front of this tomb. The tomb was sealed and it had the signet ring on it. And if anyone broke that seal, not only would they, would they lose their lives, but the guards themselves would be executed. And so we find the record as we examine the record and the reality of the resurrection. I want to say this to you. God can move any difficulties 
out of your life. That's the reality of the resurrection. The reality of the resurrection is that nothing can stop, amen, what God has planned for your life. The devil may try to put you in a tomb. He may try to lock you up. He may try to hold you back. But you got to remember, amen, that Sunday morning is coming. Do I have anybody? And we find here in the text, the text says that when she saw that the, the stone had rolled away, verse 2, she ran and came to the leader. Now, my question is, and I just want to put this in here, why is it the leader wasn't there first? Now, the reason that she had to go to Peter, because at that time, a woman's testimony was not valid. Amen. They would only take a testimony from a man. Ain't that something? But here it is, the man who's so, supposed to be on his job. Oh, y'all not hearing me this morning. Is not on his job. The man who was supposed to be the first to run to the tomb got there last. Do I have anybody? And see, the reason why I want to examine the record of the resurrection is because just like Peter, we can treat resurrection morning just like every other morning. And I want to say this to you. When Jesus came into your life, and when he resurrected you from the dead, every Sunday should be a joyous Sunday for you because do you remember where you were? Do you remember how far you were from God and how he saved you had it not been for the resurrection? You and I would have no power. The definition for the word resurrection, this is what the word means. The word means to stand up again. I wish I had somebody. I want to say to somebody here this morning, you may have fallen, but you're going to stand up again. Listen, they thought they had defeated Jesus, but he stood up again. They thought they had him defeated, but he stood up again. <laughs> Do I have anybody? The word means to rise again to life, to have life again. May I say this to you? When Jesus comes into your heart, you're resurrected from the dead. When Jesus comes into your heart, you can live again. When Jesus comes into your heart, you can stand up and live and live out the purpose that he has for you. Do I have anybody here today who understands that when you examine the record, I want you to examine the record of your life. Do you remember where he found you? Do you remember what he did for you? Do you remember how he picked you up and how he turned you around and how he placed your feet on the solid, solid ground? Do you remember that morning? That great get up morning. I remember that morning. But on this morning, we find that the text says Simon came, Simon and Peter, and the other disciple whom Jesus loved. This is John. And, they, and said to them, they have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we, are, we do not know where they have laid him. This is the record. So Peter and the other disciple went forth and they were going to the tomb and the two were running together. See, the question I have is this for you this morning. How bad do you want them? 
bad do you really need him? Because, watch this, your pursuit of God shows how much you want him. And oftentimes, saints, we get very comfortable in our Christian walk uh, and we become too cute where we can't run anymore. I want to tell you, I love what the old saints used to say. They said, I've been running for Jesus a long time and I'm not tired yet. I've been running for Jesus for a long time. My question is, why is it that John outran Peter? I'm examining the record. The reality of the resurrection. We see a woman. I'm going to bring the evidence before you. We see two disciples. We have an open tomb. We have nobody. We have nobody in the tomb. It's gone. The text says, and Peter the disciple ran ahead faster than Peter and came to the tomb first. Verse 5. And stooping and looking in, he saw the linen wrappings laying there, but he did not go in. Verse 6. And Simon Peter also came, followed him, and entered the tomb, and he saw the linen wrappings there. So we have three eyewitnesses to the reality. The reality is, saints, he's not there. <laughs> I'm going to say it one more time. The reality is, write it down, he's not there. Why is that important to me, pastor? I'll tell you why. Because if Jesus was still in that tomb, you and I would not have any power. You and I will not, would not have transformation power. You and I would still be where we were, amen, before we met the Lord. Thank God that the evidence suggests, the text says, and the face cloth which had been on his head, watch this, not laying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Jesus got up. I don't know about you this morning, but there's something about raising from the dead. I can tell you what that feels like on this side. Because about three years ago, when I laid in that hospital bed, when I had died twice and then 14 days later, hallelujah, when I opened my eyes, amen, it was real again. And I want to say to somebody here this, today that the reason that I rose from the dead is because my life was in his hands. And I'm talking to somebody here Today, I want to tell you, you got to examine the record. The record is clear that there was nobody in the tomb. So the Bible says in verse 8, so the other disciple who had first come to the tomb then also entered, watch this now, and he saw and believed. I'm going to say it one more time. He 
saw and he what? Believed. And I'm talking to somebody here today. I want to tell you something. You've seen the power of God in your life, but yet you don't believe. You've seen what God can do, but yet you still sit down on him. You've seen how he picked you up and changed your life, but yet you still don't believe. You got to examine the record because the record is clear that he wasn't there. And thank God that he's not in that grave. But the next thing I want to do is I want to explain the results of the resurrection. Watch the text. It says, verse 9, is for, for, for as yet, they, watch this now, they did not understand the scripture hmm, that he must rise again from the dead. Now, may I say this to you? The death of Christ means substitution. Amen. In other words, it was death on behalf of the sinner. Redemption, it means, the resurrection means redemption. Are you with me? Christ purchased us from the slave market of sin. Are you with me? And he set us free. It is also what we call propitiation. The righteous demand of the holy God where where it has been fully satisfied, he propitiated our sins. He, the, the resurrection also means forgiveness. Forgiveness from sins. It also means justification. A legal act, amen, in which God, the judge, declares the believing sinner righteous. Thank God for the resurrection. Because had the resurrection not happened, we would not have these results. Listen, the reason why we can overcome Satan, the reason why we can overcome death, blessed are those who die in the Lord, for they shall never taste the sting of death. The reason why we can live a victorious Christian life is because of the results of the resurrection. When they walked into that tomb, can you imagine, can you picture it for a moment? Here it is, John. Listen, notice it says only John believed. Isn't that something? And, and I want to say, if you keep reading the text further on, right, you'll find out that even after he had rose from the dead, they still didn't believe because the Bible says here in verse 9, for as yet, you would think by now, can I ask you something? Why is it so hard for you to believe? Why, why is it so hard for you to trust God? Listen, I know that some of the things that you see him do, sometimes it's unbelievable. But the resurrection was something that they had yet to believe. The text says, for as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Look what it says in verse 10. So the disciples went away again. Look, 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 look what they did now. 
They went again. See, here's what happens to us sometimes. We come to church, we get happy, we get a revelation, and we don't act on that revelation. Come on, somebody. And the reason why we don't see the results of the resurrection in our lives is because when we leave here, we go back to being in the flesh. We go back to living, watch this, powerless lives. We go back to living as if he's still in the grave. We go back to living as if he never rose from the dead. And I want to say to you today, he did rise. The son of God did rise. He went and set stuff straight down in hell. Amen. He, he, he rescued. He, you know what he did? He went and told Satan, I got you. Jesus defeated death. He defeated Satan and he defeated sin. But watch this. You see, the text says they went back to their homes. Rather than staying at the tomb. And that's what happens sometimes. People come to church, they only want a fix on Sunday. And then they won't stay around long enough to get their breakthrough. The Bible says in verse 11, but Mary was standing outside the tomb. The Bible says that she was weeping. And so she wept. And as she wept, she stooped and looked into the tomb. Can I say something to you? If you stay around long enough, listen, I want to tell you something. If you stay around long enough, you will see a miracle. Listen, this tomb was empty. She expressed her deep concern for the fact that Jesus wasn't there. The disciple that Jesus loved, no wonder why he loved them. He believed. But what did Peter do? <laughs> he went back home. Do I have anybody? You see, not only do I see the results of the resurrection, but lastly, hallelujah, you can experience the reality of the resurrection. The reality is, you ready for this? Transformation. I'll say it one more time. The reality of the resurrection is a transformed life. Why? Because Jesus rose. 40 days later, he ascended. Now watch this. Then he left us the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Had he not rose from the dead, we would not have the power that we have inside of us. You know, I see Christians defeated all the time. Saying that they can't do this or they can't do that or they're struggling all the time. Why are you struggling? 
if you understand the reality of the resurrection, you will realize you don't have to struggle no more. The text says, this is what I love about this. This is what I love about, this, about Mary. Watch this. The Bible says, look what the Bible says about her. The Bible says in verse 12, see, sometimes we give up too easily. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to say it one more time. Sometimes we give up too easily. Listen, why did the disciples run off? Why did they leave so quick? If they would have stayed a little longer, would they not have seen? See, here's the thing. The reality of the resurrection means that God will show you something to cause you to believe even more. Can I ask you a question? What have you seen? What has God revealed to you, watch this, so that you can experience the reality of the resurrection? What has he shown you? Has he shown you that he can fix things? Has he done anything supernaturally in your life that you can testify? I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about a a transformed character. I'm talking about a transformed life. Everybody wants Jesus, but they're not willing to stay around long enough to experience Jesus. Are you with me? Watch the text. Watch the text. Text says, and he saw, verse 12, two angels. I'm sorry, and she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and one at the what? Feet. Where, come on, somebody, where the body of Jesus. Had been, I'm saying one more, one more time, had been past tense, laying. Verse 13, and they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Now, now I look at this and I say to myself, yeah, she, you know, she has every right to be upset. She's going to, they were going to anoint his body. They were going there with spices. Some, some of the writers, synoptic writers told us that, right? But here's the thing. She's in a state of weeping. You know that's my word now, right? Give weeping what? A one night stand. Give weeping what? She's weeping over Jesus. Watch the text. She's weeping over him. The angel, why, why are you weeping? She said to them, because they have taken away my Lord and I do not know where they have laid him. May I ask you something? Are you that desperate for Jesus? Do you have that 
that desperation for him? Do you have that longing for him? She says, I don't know what they've done with him. Verse 14. And when she had said this, she turned around. Oh, I wish I had somebody. May I say this to you as I close? I believe that your longing for Jesus in your heart, he will allow you to see him. I remember November 11th of 2000 when I walked into that church and I I had a lot I didn't know even know what I needed let, let me just let me just be real with you I didn't even know what I needed am I right about it I didn't even know but when I walked in I know I was looking for something I wanted to experience the reality Listen, this stuff is fairy tale when you read it, but when you can experience it. I'm experiencing, right now I'm experiencing God's presence in this place. Right now I'm experiencing God's presence in my life. Right now, as I'm preaching right now, I'm experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit. Right now I'm experiencing something. The Bible says when she turned around, You see her longing for him. The question is, now watch this. Had the disciples waited? Some of us said, you know what, church get over and we just in a rush. We just, phew, we gone. You never wait around to see what the Lord will do. You never wait around long enough to see if he'll show up. We take matters into our own hands rather than leaving it in his hands. The reality of the resurrection is he has all power in his hands. Watch the text. text says she turned around and who did she see? Who did she see, saints? The Bible says she saw Yeshua, Jesus, standing there and did not know, come on somebody, that it was Jesus. Are you saying this? Now, now I tell you why she didn't know because Jesus didn't allow her to, to know who he was. But, but I want to say something to you. What I've been trying to tell you since I started this. The reality is if you leave too early, you may miss your opportunity. Listen, a lot of us want to speak to movie stars and athletes and people of prestige and everybody want to take a picture with the mayor and all this other stuff. Listen, I want to speak with Jesus. I want to have an experience with Jesus. Do I, do I have anybody? The greatest man that ever lived on earth. 
the greatest that ever lived is not Muhammad Ali. The greatest that ever lived was Jesus. And here she is, a prostitute, an ex-prostitute, talking to the king of kings. Now, not only was she talking to the king of kings, but she was talking to the resurrected Jesus. Everything was accomplished. And the Bible says, Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Now, 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 now I'm going to say this. When we don't understand the scriptures, we will weep. When you don't understand your position in Christ, and when you're going through a crisis, you will weep. Because if you understood the scriptures, but if you understand, watch this, what I've been saying, the reality of the resurrection, you won't weep anymore. Your weeping will turn into dancing. Your weeping will turn into joy. Because if you only understand what resurrection morning is all about, it is about Jesus. It is about him fulfilling scripture. If you understand it, the reality of it, you won't cry no more. If you only understand it, you won't get angry anymore. If you only understand it, you will realize that you have power inside of you that he died to deliver the Holy Spirit unto you that you have the word of God that you can understand but Mary why are you weeping when I told you that in three days I would raise from the dead I call it a wasted weeping sometimes your reality Come on, somebody. And your response doesn't match up. Come on, somebody. But I want to say something to you. That if you take Jesus at his word, if you believe every word that he says, and if you act on that word, you won't, be, you won't ever be disappointed. The text says, as I close, the text says, Jesus asked her, whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener. Now, now in my sanctified imagination, I can imagine Mary, Jesus dressed up with a big old hat on his head and <laughs> he's gardening. She thought, you see, that's the problem with us. We think Jesus is just a gardener. That's the problem with us. We can't recognize him in our storms. That's the problem with us. We don't know when he shows up. That's the problem with us. We don't hear him preaching through the preacher no more. That's the problem with us. We don't hear his voice anymore. We think he's the janitor. 
Sometimes God will send somebody your path. Could be a bum, could be somebody, somebody in your office, somebody around you, some situation. And he was, and listen, Jesus is speaking through them to you. She supposed he was the gardener. Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me. She was desperate, boy. Tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. See, she had, her, listen, she was in so much weeping. She was so desperate. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. She wanted to find Jesus. I'm asking you a question today. How desperate are you? How desperate are you to find Jesus? The text says, Jesus said to her, my, 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 Mary. Now, he didn't say it. Yeah, he said it loud. It's an exclamation mark. Even that is anointed by the Holy Spirit. Mary, get yourself together. She turned around. Now, now watch this now. Ooh, this is rich. She thought it was the gardener while he was talking. But all of a sudden, she heard her name. Come on, somebody. Can I tell you something? He knows you by your name. He knows you by your name. And even though folk may call you other stuff, Jesus knows you by your name. And when he calls, baby, you better answer. The text says, Mary, all this time he's been talking to her. You didn't know his voice then, but when he called your name. Come on, somebody. The Bible says she turned around and in Hebrew, she says, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, stop clinging to me. For I have not ascended to the Father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I ascend to my Father and your Father and my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came, announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And that he had said these things to her. May I say this to you? I remember when he called my name. I remember when he said, Derek. I remember that day. You see, I was desperately seeking him. The reality is, as I close, you can have the same experience. See, what I love about this day, I used to like say, man, why we do this every year when it had no meaning to me? See, what happens to us, we get saved and all this stuff wears off. But, but if, if it's life-changing, listen, why Mary had an experience with Jesus that changed her life.
Can I ask you something? When was the last time you ran to the tomb? I know you've been saved a little while now. But when was the last time you ran with intensity to the tomb? When was the last time you experienced the reality of his resurrection? I want to say this as I close tonight, today. God wants you to know, I know you're not.